Hey, how's it going? It's Bill Gardner from the Deep End Games, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. This week was, was an interesting one. I was trying to figure out what to talk about. A uh, long time ago, we had the first canned beer debuted this week. So that's that's pretty cool. And also, the first state passed a prohibition law. So there was some nice little irony there. Um, Challenger disaster happened this week. It's a... A lot of stuff really happened. But one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is back on January 29th. Yeah, that's a long time ago. uh, In 1845, that there was a story, a poem, a verse, whatever you want to call it, first published. And it is, I think, one of the most iconic things ever published. Even though people don't know all the words, they kind of know what it is and what it's about. And that is The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. And you know, I, I just I want an excuse to talk about Edgar Allan Poe and everything. So, yeah, this week we're going to talk about ravens, including the difference between a raven and a crow. Which I have already spent way more time than any sane person should looking at the differences between... Or any person who doesn't have like you know a degree in that specialty uh, my degree is called google so yeah but today i i didn't want to look at ravens necessarily in video games because there's so many things and uh, illusions and stuff like that to them i want to look at ravens behind video games and that means talking about raven software so they and if you're like, I think I know that name. Odds are, if you play video games, if you play popular video games, you're gonna you're gonna recognize these titles that they've worked on, uh, and that that's why I want to talk to them because they're so prolific. But they were purchased by Activision back in '97, which we'll, we'll get to. So you know they don't quite stand out on their own, but they still do so many amazing things. They were founded in Wisconsin in 1990, so 31 years ago, and uh, founded by two brothers, Brian and Steve Raphael, and they've been nonstop since then. Their first game was a game called uh, Black Crypt, which is basically a dungeon generator for D&D. Like they, when they first started creating it, it was going to be either a card game or like a role-playing game like Dungeons and Dragons. But as it went on, they realized that they could develop it into a video game. And it was, uh, this was 1992. It was released on the Amiga system and it was published by EA. There's supposed to be a Sega Genesis version, but they, it got canceled. After this, the next year in 93, they did a game called Shadowcaster. Um, again, RPG style. And this came out on, Dawson PC, and it it did pretty well. Uh, the next year, they made a game called Cyclones, which was a first-person shooter, which was important because that'll be their realm here pretty soon. And this one was actually published by Strategic Simulations, which is 
uh, one of the first video game publishers dating back to like the, the late 70s, but they're not around anymore. Then in December of 94 came Heretic, and this is really kind of what put them on the map. It was a first-person shooter, but there was, there was other stuff to it um, in like Dungeons and & Dragons and fantasy style. And it was episodic, and people just loved it. And then next year there was a sequel, there was Hexen Beyond Heretic. And this would make the jump to console, because it came out on PlayStation Saturn and N64, and at this point, they kind of did a, uh, like, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver style, where they would spin off, because you'd have Hexen, so Hexen is beyond Heretic, you'd have Hexen 2 in 97, and Heretic 2 in 98, so they kind of went their, their separate ways. Uh, between those, they made Take No Prisoners and Mage Slayer, which were kind of action-y style games. Uh, then, in 2000, they made a little game called Soldier of Fortune, which, if you were my age, uh, you know, high school-ish, in 2000, you probably remember it. It came out on Dreamcast, Windows, PS2, Linux, everything, and published by Activision, and it was pretty neat, like, showing what FPSs could be on console. You know, we had gotten our taste with GoldenEye and stuff. Uh, this is before Halo, and I think it's a very... Oh, it's very overshadowed by Halo. You know, whereas Halo perfected, in my opinion, the FPS on home console, I don't think they would have gotten there without games like Soldier of Fortune. So, it, yeah. Uh, after this... Raven Software went into a lot of licensing stuff. They did a Star Trek Voyager game in 2000 also. 2002, they did Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, which people loved. You know, it was on GameCube and Xbox but way back in the day. And then finally came to the Switch and PS4 just a couple of years ago. Um, they also did Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. They did a Soldier of Fortune 2, Double Helix, which... Sounds a lot like Hexen, and I don't know, they try to keep it in the family, I guess. Uh, in 2004 and 2005, they did the X-Men Legends games, which I'm a huge fan of these games, not only as X-Men games, but these are these games are to Ultimate Alliance, is what Demon Souls is to Dark Souls, and Raven Software would actually go on to work on Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They also kind of took over the Quake franchise in 2005, um, which, at this time, on PC, Quake, I mean, it came to 360, but let's be honest, it's a, it's a PC game. Quake 4 just was was great. And then they would go back to the X-Men well with X-Men Origins Wolverine in 2009. I think that's one of the best video games based on a movie uh, ever made. You know, usually, we've mentioned time and time again on this show how... Video games based on movies and vice versa usually aren't too great, but X-Men Origins Wolverine was was fantastic, and I had so much fun playing it, except that it glitched out on me and I missed out on one achievement for completion, but hey, no no harm, no foul. Um, then they would go on to do Wolfenstein, the kind of reboot, restart in 2009, and this game... Was, I mean, people liked it, but they went 
over budget and even though people enjoyed it critics weren't a huge fan of it and not a lot of people bought it the people who bought it did like it but this caused a lot of layoffs in internally and stuff um and then they followed that up with a game called singularity which again wasn't super well received and caused more layoffs so here we are early mid 2010 and they're kind of on the ropes well then they come out with a little game called call of duty black ops and treyarch and activision were the main ones behind it but raven worked on uh dlc and the polishing of the game and this would kick off as they say in casablanca the beginning of a beautiful friendship because then they worked on modern warfare 3 they worked on Black Ops 2, Ghost, Advanced Warfare, the Call of Duty Online game, uh, which is an overseas thing. And while most of these were developed by Infinity Ward and Treyarch and Sledgehammer, Raven, like I said, did a lot of the polishing and cleanups and making them nice and pretty. Uh, so yeah, Black Ops 3, Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare Remastered, which is where they went back and did Call of Duty 4. And got it fixed up for the current gen console. Well, actually, at this point, it was the last gen consoles because that was a couple of years ago. But um, World War Call of Duty, World War Two, Black Ops Three, and uh, Modern Warfare. Now they actually jumped up last year to co-developer instead of just assisted by. Last year with Warzone, they became co-developer and. Warzone, I, I'll be fully transparent, that is what got me playing Call of Duty again. The last Call of Duty game I played before that was Modern Warfare. So, you know, it's kind of interesting that they worked on both of those. But, you know, they did Warzone, and then when Black Ops Cold War came out a few months ago, they, again, they were co-developer on that, and they actually were lead developer on the campaign, which... Makes me want to pick up the game and, and check it out and see see if it lives up to the hype. Because they've proven time and time again, you know, with the X-Men games and the Star Wars and Star Trek games, Heretic, Hexen, everything like that, that Raven Software makes a fantastic product. And I'm so glad that they got plugged into Call of Duty. Even though, like I said, Call of Duty is not necessarily my thing. It is a lot of people's things and they love it. So... Seeing a company be able to make great games, and even if they had a stutter step in there, come back bigger, better, better than ever is awesome. So, Raven Software is really cool. Let me know what your favorite game of theirs is. Um, man, mine's probably a toss-up between Wolverine and X-Men Legends. Oh, man, maybe, maybe Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I don't know. So many great ones. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Except on Twitch, where I am Night Nerd Podcast. Um, we have another watch party coming up with Fan Expo Dallas. So just follow us on Facebook and Twitter and follow Fan Expo Dallas for more info on that. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.